So, you guys that are listening right now, you can't see this, but I am in awe of Mr. Nick Floyd's hat, and I need to know more. This is the this is the Coachella hat. Uh, oh. This is the one. It it kept me. It didn't really do anything except set a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> is a, I don't know. <laughs> but you looked good. I you know. I didn't ever really see myself because there weren't any mirrors around, but I felt good, and I think that's the principle. Literally, that's all. That's all it's about. As long as you feel good, fuck what it. Nope, mirrors. Yeah. Think. No, I that mean, like, if you can't, if you can't see the KFC Crocs on your feet, do they really oh. look bad? But you would smell them. Yeah. See, that would be that would fuck it up. You're right. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> Tell me about your trip. Tell me about your trip. Uh, it was, it was real nice. Uh, the whole trip was great. I thought I heard some, like, some whoops and howls at one point. I think it was, like, Saturday night. <gasps> I thought it was, like, because, I mean, I was out there. Like, it, t- t- it took 20 minutes to get up to where I was. And one night there was just, like, like, two minutes of just this, like, whooping sound in the distance. I was like, oh, shit. Is this oh it? Oh, my God. Um, Goals. Yeah, it was pretty. It was, it was good, but yeah, a lot of nature. Uh, it was real hot, but the high. I mean, the highlight, of course. Uh, I thought I like fractured my arm too. I, I, I was walking around in this river and I slipped Tell on a me rock. About this. <laughs> I slipped, and uh, the video. Some I got to get it. My friend who I was with, uh, he got the video, so I got to get it from him. But. Yeah, maybe we'll put it up somewhere. I'll I'll try to get it from him. But yeah, I'm I'm better today. It's better today. Oh, thank God. Much better. Uh, but I did go to the Bigfoot Museum. I made the detour. Yes. Uh, thank you for doing that. Yeah my my plan I planned poorly because I had planned the whole trip around the Bigfoot Museum so I could go like talk to the owners because they have so many cool stories and then go back to the yurt for a little while. But I, was, I got to the yard, and I looked, and it was 50 minutes away. And I was like, I don't want to get back in the car. Yeah, yeah, for sure. terrible. So I mapped it going home, and it was 10 miles out of the way. So I was like, I'm going to do that. Yeah, it's not bad. Easily. So I went on Sunday. I didn't go through the museum, which I would have. Just didn't have time. But the gift shop alone was worth everything. And I got Those are a, my favorite parts of any museum. Well, <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's all Bigfoot stuff. So it's... At goals for me. Yeah. So I got this cool. No one will be able to see this, but I got this cool Same. Like, Georgia um, Bigfoot sticker, which is cool. And it's like contemplating Bigfoot. It is. The he's, face. He's he like has here. Then I got a couple postcards. Little. I love their logo, by the way. Oh, I do too. <gasps> it looks like a movie poster, Nick. Yeah. That's right up your alley. I love it. So it was. I, I didn't really go crazy, but I'm going. I'm going to the Blue Ridge Mountains at the end of this month, and we are 20 minutes away from the Bigfoot Museum. So Sweet. I'm going back. <laughs> yes, yes. But uh, they had this TV in the gift shop, and for years, and I don't even know if we've talked about this, but a long time ago, I don't even know what channel it was. I think it was like, like 
AMC before AMC. It was when it, AMC was American Movie Classics, or it was like okay the T TMC channel, the Turner Movie Classics, or whatever. And there was this movie when I was really young on, and the scene in the movie was this group of people in this. They were like youngish people. It was from the seventies, and they're in this cabin, and this Bigfoot's trying to get in the cabin. And there's this scene that I was like burned into my mind of like the Bigfoot arm breaking through the window and like trying to shuffle around to grab the door oh, handle shit. and open it. Uh-uh. And I've never been able to find it. I've I've gotten close, but I've it's never like hit the mark. And they have this big collection of DVDs, of Bigfoot DVDs and shit. And they have oh, this sweet. movie called The Mysterious Monsters, which I'm I'm holding up a DVD Ooh. for the folks who aren't here. From the 70s, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but they had like a trailer playing on the TV, and in the trailer was a scene with people and a Bigfoot trying to break in and get in. So I don't know if this is the movie. No! But this could be it. This could be it after years of searching. I am so hopeful for you. So hopeful. It feels... It feels right. I feel like I remember... Like this, it being like a fake documentary and stuff, but it was from the seventies for sure. And there is like a cabin and and things like that. So I will know uh, next episode. I will know okay. if this is the Keep one. Keep us posted. But talk about symbolism, right? I've been searching, quote unquote, for this oh, movie about oh. Bigfoot. <laughs> Big, you found Bigfoot. Look what you did. <laughs> it's my great white whale. I found it. I fucking love it. Anyway. But you had a good time. You relaxed and rejuvenated and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Very rejuvenated. Except for the pain. Except for the pain. The pain's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there. But, yeah, it was it was great. It was a good time. All together. Little woods. I am so glad to hear it. And I'm even more glad that you're feeling better. Oh, yes. I had a couple things I wanted to go over. I actually... Because I lost my day today. I don't know. We have we have friends coming to town. I thought they were coming in Thursday. Found out this morning they're coming in tomorrow. So I'm trying to edit my episode of Miss Murder to go up tomorrow while I'm trying to clean the house. So it's it's just been a day around here. Um, <laughs> but I did watch a little bit of The Osbournes Want to Believe. Is it out? I'm in love. Yes, it's currently coming out on Travel Channel. I think there's three episodes. I went to my little whatever it's called where you just download the ones you want to watch. Um, Where's that what marketing? Is that What's uh, the Fire Stick? On Demand. Oh, On Demand. On Demand. Yeah. And I started watching episode one, and I'm, I'm in love. I was a huge fan of the Osbournes uh, reality show, like, ridiculous fan. I yeah. wanted an Ozzy Osbourne remote like nobody's business. We all were. Yeah, and it was just good to t- to hear Jack say, I fucking hate you like he did back in the day. And watching Ozzy's and um, oh shit, what's the mom's name? Sharon. I almost said Harriet. Sharon react to these videos. It's like it's very similar to like Paranormal Caught on Camera. A lot of it is actually the same footage. But just the reactions from Sharon and Ozzy are totally worth it. There was a Bigfoot, alleged Bigfoot in Russia clip. That oh, they that's one of my favorites. And Ozzy's like, that's just a man. And a lot of 
a lot of clothes. He's in Russia. Of course he's cold. He's got a big jacket on. Oh, my God. But you show him lockers opening on their own in Ireland in a school. He's freaked the fuck out. So I love it. That's amazing. Well, now I have something to watch. I didn't even, I, they didn't market the show at all. I didn't know it was currently no. on. No, the, the only thing they really did was advertise it on the Travel Channel. I didn't see anything on like social media feeds or anything like that other than the main announcement. So, yeah, I feel like the world needs this in their lives right now. Yeah, I don't even care that it's all footage I've seen on every other show that takes people's submitted footage. I really don't. It was just it just felt like home, if that makes any sense. Yeah, we have the nostalgia and then you have the paranormal piece. And I, I feel like. I feel like this is going to be a solid month for, like, paranormal shit. I'm excited, because then that new Lovecraft Country shows on HBO on Sunday, and sign me up. I'm a big Lovecraft guy, so this is going to be good. Yeah, Awesome. That's amazing. Um, Also, I checked out a new podcast. It's not true crime, believe it or not. I, I, I should go and listen to more paranormal shows, but I don't. But it's, you know, when I figure out my life, I'll do that. But I I listened to a show called... Radio Rental, it's fucking amazing. So the premise of it is, it's kind of like a, you know those old horror hosts where they'd talk a little bit and then they'd go to the movie and then they talk a little bit? Well, yeah. this host is like a, it's Rain Wilson is, is who the, who's doing the voice. But he oh. owns a, a video rental store swearing that it's going to come back. And that everything on demand is, you just can't hold it in your hand. Like you had just showed us your DVD. You know, he's he's going way back to that. Little, very odd, with little drops here and there. So it's called Radio Rental. And then they have people either come to whatever studios putting this together and tell their just weird stories. And it's uh, it's not all paranormal. It's not all like legit killing horror. It's just like... This is an experience I had, and I just want to tell you about it. It's so good. That sounds fantastic. Yes. Also, you're giving me fun. like all of the content. I feel like I feel like this week's gonna be a super breeze because I'm gonna have so much shit to watch and listen to and all that. And your DVD. I and love I, it. I love it. My DVD. Listen to the podcast on your way to work. Come home, watch your DVD, and then move on to the Osbournes. Want to believe? Perfect. Late night. I have paranormal in the news. Are you down for this? That sounds great. I mean, they have clothes on this week, right? Absolutely. We're going Bef- Disney-esque, if you will. Before you before you do that, I pitched the show. I, I got together with some friends when I was at the yurt from Atlanta, and I pitched them Naked and Afraid. They fucking loved it. They said, why is no one doing this? <laughs> can, can we do the one where we inve- like work at the museum and then investigate the museum instead? I don't, I don't want naked people. I changed my mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm up for either. But, yeah, I literally threw it out, and I was okay. like... I was like, would you watch a show? Why is it not a thing? I don't know. I don't understand. I feel like it's brilliant. Like, you know, here's these naked people in the cemetery. I don't know. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. Okay. So. Real quick, before I do paranormal in the news, <laughs> I'm going to rattle off some shit. You guys are sick of fucking hearing it. But we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on the TikTok. We're at Oddity Files. We also are on facebook at oddity files we have a oddity files fan group on facebook as well that i cannot even keep up with anymore it's insane yeah it's next level it's some next level shit and i big fan 
Oh, I love it. I love the, like, I'm here for the Bigfoot content. Oh, and it's all about the Bigfoot content right now. And then they'll throw in, like, a creepy haunted castle on an island, and then it's back to Bigfoot. I I think we're starting a revolution, and it is the Bigfoot revolution. But we also have, well, I, not Nick, I have a paranormal show on Amazon Prime. I need to get Nick on at some point. Faux show. Um, It's called Oddity Files. See, we've got a theme going on here. Um, Check it out. It's free to Prime members, and it's like super cheap per episode if you want to do that. And, And we have a Patreon. Patreon, where I uploaded a new video today. I'm patting myself on the back. They've been so patient with me. I love you all to death. It's patreon.com slash oddity files. And we have different levels of how you can join. Like one and three dollars is just because you like us. And then uh, one, three and five. I need to adjust these, I think it takes so many levels out. So I'm, I'm looking to do that to my very long <laughs> list of things to do. Um, but it's from I think it's $5 a month on. You get these stupid little videos that I throw together. And um, this week I did an unboxing of a, I Ooh. got, uh, what are the, the, I keep wanting to call it a planchette, but it's a dangly thing. Um, don't make it sexual. Um, um, pendulum. Oh. Oh. And with the pendulum, it has a round board with letters etched into it. So. I like those. It's a Ouija board that you don't have to, that the spirits don't have to use your hands to move it around, so to speak. I don't know. Yeah, they don't like, they don't like uh, touching strangers. That's the thing about ghosts. You just. Yeah. They don't like it. Not at all. But that's on the Patreon page. Our our producers from Patreon are Doug Malden Locke, Ryan Hoke, and Donald Blanchflower. We appreciate you guys so much. You have no idea. You are keeping us on all the podcast apps, and I appreciate you. Back to Paranormal in the News, if you will. There it is. So everybody knows who Elsa is from Frozen, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I do. Yeah, I would say, if not, just do a quick Frozen Elsa, you'll see her. It was that Let It Go song that I can't believe made it to the radio. I hate when Disney makes it to the radio. It's just a thing. But <laughs> this girl, this lady in Houston, has taken to social media to reveal why she believes her daughter's... Um, oh, no, this is Ariella. This is the generic version. I did not. I did not realize that. I skimmed this article. So in a viral post to Facebook that has now been deleted, Emily Madonia explained why, no, her daughter's name is Ariella. I love you guys so much for staying around. And <laughs> it's a show about talking and I can't talk. So, so Ariella's doll <laughs> began singing on her own. And speaking in Spanish, even though she wasn't supposed to speak in Spanish. Um, She said her husband, Matt, decided to throw the doll out with their daughter's blessing. But since then, it has found its way back into their home. Not once, but twice. Emily wrote, Matt threw it away weeks ago, and then we found it inside on a wooden bench. Okay, so we were weirded out and tightly wrapped it in its own garbage bag and put the garbage bag inside another garbage bag filled with other garbage and put it in the bottom of our garbage can underneath a bunch of other bags of garbage and wheeled it to the curb and it was collected garbage day. Problem solved, right? Yeah, put it in the compactor, it's done. Squished. Yeah, absolutely. So the family went on vacation thinking the whole thing was behind them. 
But when they returned, the doll was back. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like the plot of Toy Story. Nothing scary about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's Disney, for fuck's sake, even though it's not an off-brand. That was the daughter's name. But the haunted Elsa doll is a thing. There's a specific reason I chose this story from... When is this from? I literally Googled haunted doll. January this year. That's when that story was from. But I was added to a haunted doll Facebook group recently. And in this Facebook group, they auction off haunted dolls. And so I bid on a couple. They put the whole story of the spirit. That's It's kind of neat. And I'm like, what the fuck have I got to lose? I'm just going to try it. But I was, I was, I had, was high bidder on one, and she arrived today. But in the interim of while that auction was going on, I had a woman contact me directly on Facebook and tell me that she had a doll. I'm going to pull this up for you so I'm not, so you know I'm not making shit up. She said, first she sends me a picture of the doll and says, hey, I'm Mia, and I don't particularly know why, but I have a certain doll that seems to be attracted by your energy. Would you be interested in adopting her? Her name is Annette, and she is an only child. I also have video evidence of her as well. And so I respond, why do you think that? Can you tell me more about her and send the video? So she said, at first she told me that she wanted a home and a family, and I asked her if there was any particular she wanted to meet. She said, groups. That's in quotes, groups. I was confused. And I said, well, which one? A cult? I then proceeded to go through every member's name in the feed and say it out loud, looking for a reaction by her. When I got to your name, she said her. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. She sends the video as well. And at first, so the video opens. I, I may post this on the Facebook. I mean, I own the doll. It's my video now. So, oh, Fuck. spoiler alert. I own the doll. <laughs> what? So, spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, but she sends a video and it, it opens up and the lights flicker in her bathroom. And then I get like that rainbow fuzz, you know, digital video that, you know, I'm talking about where you get the lines yeah. and the green and the... And then it stops, and then at the end, you, you hear a EVP of a giggle of a little girl. And I'm like, oh, this has got to be some damn app, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm just letting it play out. And before I – I was going to contact the people who were running this group because she wasn't selling anything in that group. And I was going to say, I think i got a scam on my hands. And I'm like, ah, it's a pandemic. Let's go for a scam. <laughs> So I went to rewatch the video, and all that video garbage was gone. You saw the lady with the camera. It goes to the lights flashing, and then she's going off this way. She's going, can you tap on a wall? Can you tap on a wall? Can you tap on a wall? Then the lights flicker again, and she comes back, and you hear the little EVP. I mean, it, I'm sure it's all fake. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure it's all fake because I felt nothing when I opened this doll. But I went for it. She goes, I need $150. I said, well, I can't afford $150. Went way lower. And she said, I'll take it. Wow. Yeah. So I did a box opening video for the Patreon page that'll go up when this goes up as well. 
and you can see her. I'll probably post a picture in the Instagram stories as well as we do. But I felt nothing when I got the box or anything like that. And then she's on this one of those little doll, dolly stands uh. with a um, Goodwill sticker on it. I paid way too much money for a Goodwill doll. So, story. Yeah. <laughs> it's a story. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's cool, though. Like, it's cool that you yeah. have it. And who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe she's not settled into the new home yet and she's getting comfortable she's and right then shit's there. Do you see her? Oh, see, I'm going to keep my eyes on her the whole podcast now. Make sure she doesn't do any walking. <laughs> she doesn't do any moving. And then the other one is right here. So hopefully I'll have a story next week, too. And I wasn't going to tell Chris. And I'm like, you know, because I'm not supposed to have anything haunted in the house. I'm not supposed to investigate my house. It's a rule we have. And I'm fine with it. But I, I'm like, I'm just, nothing's going to happen. It's, it's just going to be fake. I'll have fodder for the podcast is really why I did this. And here yeah. it is. But... I told them about it <laughs> because there was a, a TikTok video that I just finished um, finishing everything up for the podcast. Uh, just finished recording the video of opening her for the Patreon page. Yeah. And I get this video in something or another. It might have been Facebook. And it's this doll in a closet, but it's up on the top shelf so you can only see its legs and its legs start dangling and moving and stuff. Oh, I, and no. I don't... But, uh, yeah, <laughs> but I was so excited to show him. I'm like, oh my god! I just opened, finished opening my haunted doll, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god! What did and I just like, do? He's like, listen, I got you two puppies to make sure that you wouldn't bring any of the shit in the house. <laughs> I said, there's another one coming tomorrow. Oh my god! I'm telling you, I'm, I'm my eyes are locked. I'm gonna be listening to you, but I'm gonna be looking at that doll this whole entire podcast. Can. Get her in there a little better. There you oh. go. Um, she's next to the Bigfoot lunchbox and the Kermit lunchbox. There it is. That's. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're going to. I, you know, I hope for the best. I hope that there are some stories and things. And I hope that I see something in the next 30, 40 minutes. We'll see. <laughs> Only time will tell. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do I go first? I think so. Uh, yes. You're on vacation. You don't have to know. Yeah. Um. I think I finished with the Little Green Men story last week. Yes. Guys, I'm pretty excited to tell you about this new product I'm using. Soul Drops are sacred plant supplements that boost overall wellness by enhancing your mind, body, and spirit. See what I did there? Made with traditional healing plants, this special microdosing option empowers self-healing and performance optimization. Soul Drops allow you to power up physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Again, see what I did there? With only a few drops per day, Soul Drops can empower your self-healing and optimization. Now, I'm not kidding. I found Soul Drops on a social media ad, and guys, I'm shocked at the results. I'm not even kidding. I'm not making this up. I am shocked at the results. My moods have leveled out and I'm sleeping better. So Soul Drops is brought to you by renowned shamanic healer and herbalist Vlada Talan. She uses an ancient process to offer all natural, legal, and safe microdosing. Her master plant formulas have transformed the lives of thousands of people, including me. So I figured out a way to get you guys Soul Drops at a 10% discount. Are you ready? Head on over to souldrops.net and type in oddity files 
one word, in the discount code box. I got the Master Trinity set, and I tell you what, this stuff works. So head on over to souldrops.net and remember to type oddity files, again, one word, into the coupon code to get your 10% off. And you know what? You can just thank me later. I am super excited about our latest podcast partner, which is Bones Coffee Company. Coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning. It's an experience. When you brew a pot of Bones Coffee Company coffee, they want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied, and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash bonescoffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. Well, I've got a story for you. I like stories. Things are going full circle all over the place. Gotta love when this happens. Oh, yeah? Yep. I did have a really hard time coming up with a story this week. It took me forever to come up with a story to do. Instead of my going to the list that's been sitting in my notes on my phone for the last two years, I'll take some out, I'll add some more, blah, 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 blah. I went to Google. Huge mistake on my part. (laughs) I started watching an indie film made in Oslo, Norway, with subtitles called Ghost, after searching for family hauntings, but it wasn't nearly as much about ghosts as all the YouTube pages said, at least the kind that we talk about on this show. So the it's not a bad movie. It's far too indie for me. <clears throat> then I found a video about a haunted museum. Um, the Museum of Modern Art in New York, as a matter of fact, with a fancy and handsome museum security officer named Johnny Bush introducing the stories of the hauntings of MoMA, which is what I'm going to call it from here on out because modern Museum of Modern Art is a lot, and we all know words are very hard for me. But those (laughs) stories go a little something like this. When he started at the museum several years ago, he was told of all the creepy stories in the museum. I would assume it's a rite of passage or hazing type thing in a job like this. He was, you know, pretty much head of security. Um, He was told of the MoMA ghost. And he says, MoMA being as old as it is and having as many changes that have taken place here, you expect these things to occur, I imagine. Um, Not going to lie, when the video showed him opening up the sliding glass doors after hours, I got a little girly boner, new goals. I have to hunt like a legit art museum at this point. Um, (laughs) If anyone has fancy art museum and think it's haunted and you want a respectful paranormal investigator, some may or may not call an expert, just drop me a line, kitsy at oddityfiles.com. Okay. (laughs) 
Anyhow, Johnny's walking us into the museum at this point. Um, and then there's a cut, and all of a sudden he's in the museum. You know how museums have rooms inside rooms inside rooms. Well, I think this is just one room inside a room, three times removed. I don't know, it's just a little bitty room. I was trying to be funny. Um, <laughs> all the walls are white. Each wall has a stunning piece of art on it. And in the middle is what I would think was a waist-high type sculpture that I really can't explain other than a white and green circle made out of little rectangles of glass. It was neat. I wouldn't buy it. Um, He talks about the lights going off and on in this room. And you know how he's in a room, in a room, in a room. The room behind him, the lights turn off as they're filming. Okay. And that's all we get of Johnny's story. They cut to this other lady who uh, there are also a few theaters. So this place must be huge. I've never been. I've never even seen the outside of it. But it's New York. Like all the museums are huge there. It's massive. Like it's just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. Well, now I really want to go to there. So, (laughs) the museum's film curator, Anne Mora, talks about her specific experience in the Titus Theater Number 2. She explains her experience like this, quote, It was just here, as she points to a dark corner inside the projection booth. She goes on to say, The figure was about an average-sized man, but it was just a grayish embodiment of something spectral. And she wasn't alone in the room when it happened either. And did a double take, looked at the projectionist, and the projectionist said to her nodding, do you see it? (laughs) And she replies, "Uh, yeah, I think it was a shadow. And the projectionist said, without a blink of an eye, yeah, that's the ghost. (laughs) I love those stories. What a guy. What a Mm -hmm. guy. He's like, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's just waiting the whole time, like, yeah, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I hope she's in here when it happens. <laughs> so in Titus, Titus Theater 1, the curtains on the stage are said to open and close all on their own, but only at night when it's only security men. So it doesn't happen when there's people mulling, milling, milling, mulling throughout the museum. Milling? Mulling? Mulling. Yeah. yeah well. That's convenient, though. Yeah. I would jump up on stage and like be like, hey, thanks, ghost. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Yep. Yep. It'd be like a, you have your own little like family band with the ghost. Yes. That'd be great. <laughs> and then another experience many people have is in a newer part of the museum. This area was previously a spot where a hotel stood for many years, and it's now another of the amazing galleries in the museum. But in this area, there's my girl. You know her. You love her. The Lady in White. Oh. One specific encounter with this ghostly fashionista was from one of the cleaning crew. This young man, who he didn't get a name placard on the little mini documentary at all, so I feel bad for him, but you're my favorite. Yeah, he was using a machine to clean the escalators, you know, just living his best, I'm cleaning an escalator life. And when he looked up, he saw an older woman in a white dress. He looked down and he looked back up and she was still there. 
Okay, dude, who we don't have his name, is a little chunky, not like huge, but you know, a little heavy set. But he said he jet the scene, didn't even bother waiting for the elevator, and just ran all the way down the stairwell to GTFO. I mean, I don't blame him. I but same. But also he's he's a security guard, right? Or janitor? Janitor. Did okay. I say security guard? I no, meant janitor. You said janitor. Uh yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. I I'd be pretty freaked out because I'd be like, what are you doing here? But also, maybe I'd ask first. <laughs> be like, Hey, hey, lady. <laughs> hey, hey, lady. Hey, lady, what are you doing here? And you know, he's a pretty young kid. So by older lady, does he mean like 98? Does he mean like 45? I need answers. Yeah. If she was like 45, I feel like that would be way less scary than like a, a 90 and 100 year old woman who's just like hunched over standing at the top of the like stairs. Skin just sagging off of her face. Yep. Like that melty guy in Indiana Jones. You know who I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That would be enough to run. But yeah, if she's like 50, 60, I'd be like, hey, lady. <laughs> I have an obsession with the lady in white. I, why are there so many of them? Why are they everywhere? Um, but apparently, I posted this on our Instagram not that long ago, but the typical lady in white, there's some kind of unfinished business. And apparently yep. that's why she shows up as in white. So. Yeah, they're stuck in, the, in between the spectral planes. If we're getting mm-hmm. all scientific, they're trying to find their way to be, to be free. <laughs> That's our theory, people. <laughs> That's it. Spectral planes every time. On the ninth floor, we have the conservation area. And yeah, I love art, but I'm no freaking expert. And I think this is the place where they clean up the older works of art. And I'm pretty sure I'm just pulling this from uh, Ghostbusters 2. So that's the only reason I know. <laughs> so the guy who was telling this story was one of the scientists who cleaned these paintings. I didn't even know that they had to be scientists to get this done. But I, I'm sure there's liquids that are, like, technical. Yeah. I don't know. He tells the story of a security guard. We're back to security guards. Saw a ghost in this area, and he just up and left with no two weeks notice. No, hey, boss, I saw a ghost, and nope, he just left and never returned. But the guy went on to explain there is a, words are really hard for me tonight. So it's the ice with the, with the smoke. Oh, a dry ice? Yeah, but the, the like scientific term of just the smoke coming. I had a canister of the smoky stuff. I don't think it's dry ice. Fog? Smog? (laughs) I don't know. I don't either. So email (laughs) us, oddityfilescrew at gmail.com if you know what that's called. But it, it does have smoke, and it, like, releases smoke out of it every once in a while. It's like a by canister, I mean, it looks like a bomb from, like, the 1950s. So it's metal, like a huge propane tank kind of vibe, but silver. Oh. And apparently it leaks out some smoke out of the bottom, or fog, or dry ice. We don't know. And the guy's like, that's absolutely what he saw. There's no ghosts here. And I'm like, fuck you. Move on. So... <laughs> What is now part of the museum used to be a century-old school building for the first ward. This area is now used for storage, but on one occasion, back to maintenance man, a maintenance man who was coming to this area from the outside, and before he got to the doors, they started rattling. 
from the inside so violently that he thought it was a homeless person trying to get out before they got caught. But when he unlocked the door, there was no one inside. I guess there was somebody else with him. They searched the entire place. Nobody inside. And that's the story of the MoMA hauntings. But it's not enough for you guys. You deserve more. So now I'm going to tell you some intriguing stories from a few other museums, only because I thought this story was going to be much longer than it was, and I freaked out, and I'm just going to throw in a couple more. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you these two, which have photos to go along with them, and Ooh. I can't wait to show you, Nick. I should probably oh get those handy. The Cleveland Museum of Art, which is much closer, and I should investigate there. The Cleveland Museum of Art's reputation for ghost sightings extends to celebrities as well. In October 2015, the museum opened its blockbuster exhibition, Painting the Modern Garden, Monet to Matisse. The show received substantial press, but one photograph in particular made, I'm sorry about the dogs, guys, made headlines. During the exhibit's installation, a staff member, Jeffrey Streen, snapped a picture of the show. Upon reviewing his photograph, he was shocked to find a figure standing on the balcony. Certain that the man hadn't been there when he had taken the picture and knowing that the museum was closed at the time. Streen could find no explanation for the mysterious apparition. Staff members were even more shocked at the figure's uncanny resemblance to Monet himself. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, wait till you see this photo. Wearing a brimmed hat and sporting a long white beard, the man appears to be surveying the installation. Skeptics claim that the photograph was a publicity stunt, but other museum employees reported having seen the specter there as well. Let's do a share screen. It's going to be messy for a second, but I'm going to show you a picture here. Yeah, a we'll picture. bring on the picture. I want to see this one. picture. Bring it on. Oh, don't look at the other one. Don't look at the other one. Okay. See the guy on the stairs? Oh, wow. He wasn't there. See the picture of Monet right underneath him with the long beard and the brimmed hat? Oh, I don't know about that one. It's so good. So those of you that don't have access to Instagram right now, there's they're setting it up. What you see in the photo is... You're looking up at another floor in the museum. Again, we've got the escalators going on on the side. Different museum. But they're hanging up a photo of Monet. It's actually a photo. It's not a painting or anything like that. And then if you look at the floor right above this, because this photo goes all the way up to the ceiling, you see a man with his arms on. It's kind of like a mall. How you know you've got the glass and so you can't fall over. So he's got his, his hands out and up on the bar or the glass or whatever it is long beard no face like literally no face and a white brimmed hat and he's black and white for lack of a better term so yeah i don't know about that good stuff though i feel like that feel like that yeah i mean i feel like if it's real that's sweet but i also feel like that's a yeah. pretty sick ass uh publicity stunt for sure yeah. genius actually <laughs> it, absolutely brilliant so the next one is the fort worth museum of science and history an image taken by a visitor of this museum purports to show a mysterious goblin like 
figure. It's not a goblin-like. It looks like a little old lady witch from, like, every cartoon from the 70s. Oh, okay. Lurking in the background of a play area at the Fort Worth Museum of Science and History. However, a former museum employee, Jim Miller, I don't like Jim, but I'm going to give you his story, was quick to dismiss the image which had drawn attention on Reddit. Miller noted that the figure's pose seemed very Fairly banal, B-A-N-A-L, banal? Banal, yeah. Okay. He, quote, it looks like the all-too-familiar position of putting away toys, something we as employees or parents would do, he told the Dallas Observer. Though there are any number of mundane explanations for the image, Miller, who worked at the museum for two years, also told the Observer that he had heard reports of eerie events around the Titanic exhibit. So, let's get you this photo. Yeah, bring on the goblin lady. Let's see her. So, this is the before and after picture. You can't really see the goblin lady, but you can kind of see where I'm pointing to right here. She's over here. I do have a close-up photo of her as well. So, the before picture, the kid... So, this is like a fake setup grocery store for kids to play inside the museum. It's got a cash register, all kinds of stuff on the shelves, and... Kids that are in the before picture are the kids that are in the, most of them are in the after picture as well. However, the witch is not. So um, we've got the little boy who's at the register in the picture with the quote unquote goblin. He's still shopping for groceries, but about to head to the register. You've got a little girl in the background, same cute little outfit. I thought it was a lady. I think it's a little girl. They're all still in this frame. So that's the before and after shot. Now let me get you... The the zoomed. Oh, that's good, huh? Oh, what the heck? She's kind of blurry. And in the before shot, nobody was blurry. Everybody was lit enough, even moving, um, to not be blurry. Also, she's got this veil over her entire body. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty spooky. And like her hand looks all like freaky. Like she's like putting stuff away but uh, yeah i don't know what do you think i don't know i mean it looks like she's wearing jeans <laughs> like it looks like she's it wearing it does look like she's wearing jeans so i don't know it's just the coloring on her is off from the other photos i thought especially if you look at that before picture yeah i mean it's actually pretty dark. Well, now that I'm looking at it, it's not lit very well over there. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, it's tough to. It's tough to really say. Uh, the, the the jeans kind of throw me off, and it does kind of look like a mm-hmm. shawl. But the just the veil is what freaked that me picture. Out. Yeah. The, but I mean, if she was moving her hand, putting stuff on the shelf, but why would she have a little kid's cart? Maybe she's just a really large child. Let's go with that. Yeah, I mean, she could, she could just be a tall child. I don't know. Who likes to wear a wedding veil yeah. to the museum. Yeah, sure. But I thought those were too good not to share, especially with the photos to go along with them. I hope I described them well. If I did not, check out our Instagram story. Check out our highlights. I put all the pictures and stuff, visuals that we talk about on the podcast on our Instagram stories. And I have highlights all the way back to the very beginning on there. So feel free to check it out. Um, I love 
Museums. I always have. Honestly, some homes that have turned into museums are some of my favorite places to investigate. We've got Fairy Plantation. Saw my first ghost there. The Culbertson Mansion. It's where Anna came from. And the Old Lake County Jail and Sheriff's Home. I've only investigated briefly in the home, but when I did, the activity was crazy. Plus, you've got the Conrad Caldwell Museum in Louisville. These old mansions turned into museums are my absolute favorite to investigate. Not oh, gonna yeah. lie. Yeah. But also, I didn't find any stories on it because at this point, this story was too long. I went from too short to now it's too long. But the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago, I don't care if I'm 50 years old. That is my favorite fucking museum ever. And I guess it's haunted as fuck as well. So. Hashtag, if I were to choose any museum in all the world, I would choose that one. Actually, my grandfather's grandfather created a steam engine that is in the Museum of Science and Industry. So, I love it. Wow. That's amazing. Sources for this weird little trip through my brain are MoMA.org, MentalFloss.com, and Don'tTakePictures.com. But those are mental floss and don't take pictures.com are very fascinating <laughs> names to me. <laughs> so guys, have you heard of paraboxmonthly.com? Get ready for this. It's kind of cool. Every box contains an amazing soft style paranormal t-shirt and a content card. These items also contain a hidden password. Okay. Once discovered, it'll open up a new mystery online. How cool is that? If you can solve their challenge, you'll be entered into a monthly drawing for free merchandise. So cool. So here's all you need to do. You head to paraboxmonthly.com and add promo code oddityfiles. And you're set. Check it out. It's paraboxmonthly.com promo code oddityfiles. Check it out. Have you heard of diedinhouse.com? This is pretty much the coolest thing ever. Ever feel like somebody's watching you in your house and you don't know why and you're the only one in the house? Did you know real estate brokers are not obliged to tell you if someone died in the house unless you ask? Yep, I found that one out the hard way. I mean, it's certainly not a checkbox on a Zillow site, now is it? So, are you looking at houses and don't want to move into a murder house? I mean, I do, but I understand that it's not for everyone. Well, now you can find out who died in your house, or any house for that matter, and usually what the cause of death was as well. And we have a way for you to save money when you do. Of course we do. Check out diedinhouse.com. Save 10% by using promo code OddityFiles. One word, no spaces. Before buying or renting a home, get informed about everything. Use diedinhouse.com to learn the house history. Again, head to diedinhouse.com and enter promo code OddityFiles, one word, at checkout, and you'll save 10%. Yeah, so I also, like you, struggle with a story. I was like, I also have like a growing list, but then I was like, eh, I don't know. I kind of want to do something weird, but I also want to do something historical. And so I was like, okay, let me see if I can find something weird. 
And so I have a couple different sources here. So this is going to be, I'm just going to hit you with some knowledge and then we'll talk through it um, because there's tons of details around this specific event. We're not in school. This isn't social studies. I'm just trying to tell you the weird shit. Yes. <laughs> Let's get down. Has the doll moved? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Her name is Annette. Did I forget? So it's Anna, Abby, and Annette. Sorry. I like all the names. What you drinking? Drinking some CBD sparkling water with watermelon infusion. Hell it's kind yeah. of delicious. You're still on it. I know you told me about it like weeks ago. This is great. Oh, I subscribed. <laughs> Perfect. I need to get some. All right, so this is a relatively recent story. I think this came out around around uh, the time when the pandemic was sort of kicking up, kicking up, kicking around, things like that. If you're a cat lover, the story might have you a little squirmy, but you'll be all right. Uh, and if you're a very religious person, I apologize in advance. Trigger warning. So let's <laughs> trigger warnings. <laughs> Harmless ones, it's fine. Um, so let's, uh, hang on, I gotta look up a Roman numeral before. <laughs> I hate that. I, You're okay. like, 10 plus, oh, minus. Um. <laughs> yep, that's where I'm at. All right, Roman so, numerals are really hard. So this is a, a short version. I have a couple different articles pulled up, so if you have questions, I'll be able to answer them, but this is just kind of a quick rundown of the story. Um, and this is direct from a place called InsideMystery.com. And it was very well written. So I was like, okay. Yeah. So some of you may be familiar with the term Catholic fear. Yeah, that's a thing. Never heard of it. I See, I hadn't either. I went to Catholic school, but I was in like the first grade. So I don't really remember any of it. I uh, went to Lutheran school through first grade. <laughs> yin, yang. I got kicked the fuck out. <laughs> Same. <laughs> My mom couldn't afford it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so this story is where the term Catholic fear originated from, believe it or not. And although there is no physical proof that the story is true, there's also nothing else stopping historians from claiming its validity. So Ooh. let's talk about the Middle Ages. Shall we? Shall we? Let's let's travel back in time to the Middle Ages, a time thru, that we... thru, thru. <laughs> simpler times with <laughs> village peasantry and uh, internal governing systems. Uh, <laughs> so, although misconceptions can lead the average person to believe that the Middle Ages consisted of Game of Thrones style political rhetoric and, like I said, civilized internal governing systems systems. These visions aren't entirely wrong. The Middle Ages were, in, were I see, I've taken your camp talk, Sorry. and now it's mine. Sorry. It's contagious. <laughs> it's contagious. <laughs> the Middle Ages were when standardized education was invented, but at the same time, arbitrary religious suffrage for the peasant class ran rampant based on the supernaturally designed belief system that kingdoms and villages put in place to govern their meaningless lives. This is where the Pope fit in to the historical hierarchy as authority figures. Okay. In fact, kings and queens often consulted with popes to make their own decisions within their kingdoms as they were viewed as a direct line from earth to God. However... Just think if the Lannisters <laughs> had a pope. You know? They would own Things all the dragons. Things would have ended so... T <laughs> exactly. They'd be like, God, give me a dragon. And the Pope would be like, boom, here's six. 
kill everybody. The Starks would have survived. Spoilers. If you haven't watched it by now, sorry. Yeah, if you if you haven't watched it by now, stop at season five. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> as many of you know, human beings are fallible, especially in the case of Pope Gregory the Ninth, an eccentric man whose nervous and wild decisions wiped out sixty percent of Europe's population. <laughs> he's a he's a troublemaker, that Pope. That Pope Gregory the Ninth, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Shenanigans everywhere. <laughs> Shenanigans. Uh, originally, cats were brought to Europe by the Romans from Egypt. They were happily implemented into agricultural societies to protect crops from vermin because cats can only eat meat. They proved affected in killing the birds and mice that would nibble on people's food. However... In 1230 AD, just yesterday, Pope Gregory the Ninth <laughs> suddenly decided that cats were the instruments of Satan and Satanists because he received word from a town crier about the involvement of a black cat in, a, in satanic rituals. <laughs> I've been saying this all along about cats. <laughs> I agree with this, Pope. You're not going to agree with him soon. Except for my friend's cats, but... I like dogs. I'm allergic to cats. They tried to kill me. So. I, I'm also allergic to cats. I think they're cute. Uh, black cats are cute. They've, From a distance. They've been the most friendly to me. Uh, but you know what? Listen, Pope Gregory the Ninth, he's up to some real shady shit. <laughs> shady ass Pope. Yeah. So after establishing the black cats were being involved in satanic rituals, by proxy... Pope Gregory the Ninth initiated the Great Cat Purge of 1232, being careful to capture and slaughter all no. black cats that were found and ousting the rest. <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible. That's this... probably where that old superstition came from, when a black cat... <gasps> yep. Fuck him. That's why no. there's so little, so few black cats today. Fuck you. Yep. I hate cats, but fuck you. Oh, it gets worse. It gets worse. The the oh, no. the ending no. of the story is just it's just it's just perfect. Some language. <laughs> Due to his neurotic superstitions based on the words of one singular, unreputable individual, Pope Gregory the Ninth reinvited vermin into the farms and homes of the people of England. From there, the bubonic plague yeah. <laughs> was spread by fleas that traveled on rats and infected people. What did they do to this pope? Something, please tell me. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> For so, fuck's sake. <laughs> if Pope Gregory the Ninth would not have purged all the cats because of satanic connection... There would be no bubonic plague. <laughs> Does that mean we wouldn't have COVID? Let's go with that. It's all his fucking fault. It's a very relevant, uh, <laughs> relevant thing. But like, this went on for two, for uh, like a, almost two years that oh these like, these cats were being like openly exterminated by all these people because because of this uh, crazy. Because a guy's an idiot. <laughs> 
He's a fool. There are words, uh, and I have it somewhere in one of the articles, what he actually said in in uh, in, in Pope speak, uh, so to speak. <laughs> are you going to say it in Italian? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole thing, it's called the Vox in Rama. So you can Google it, but he goes on by saying... Um, Firstly, they're greeted by an abnormally large frog or toad who's behind they must kiss and then a man of fearful pallor and thinness whose task was to suck out every last remnant of faith in the Catholic Church from their soul. The novice then feasted with the rest of the congregation, after which they assembled to pay homage to a black cat, which emerged from a kind of statue which normally stands in place where these meetings are held. So it starts out with Disney-style kissing a frog, and then it's murder all the black cats. That's what I got from that. Yeah, basically, that was it. Uh, <laughs> and here we are today. But it's the the whole, if you just, literally, if you just Google Pope Gregory IX the Ninth. You get the full, I mean, everything. And there are historians who were saying, like, no, this isn't true. This isn't true. But um, basically, in a nutshell, what happened is pre-Catholic fear, the Pope heard about some satanic shit happening with black cats, then decided to kill all the black cats to think maybe, okay, it's going to stop them from the satanic stuff. And then after killing the black cats... They got hit by the bubonic plague, killing 60% of the European population. That is where Catholic fear came from. Because they were like, oh shit, we killed the black cats, and now Satan is coming for us with the bubonic plague. Really? Yeah. I thought you were just telling me the story about the black cats because it was cute. I forgot all about the Catholic fear. Yeah, it's and, and the whole thing, and a lot of people don't know this, is that the bubonic plague was carried... Not by the rats. The rats didn't have bubonic plague. And because the cats couldn't kill the rats, it was, you know, it was that the cats weren't here. That's not true. It was the fleas. So the fleas couldn't go on the cats. So the fleas went on the rats. The rats are still alive. Boom. Rats fucked everything up. How many fucking fleas were there? Oh, my God. (laughs) I do not have a number, but I can tell you it was crazy. Oh, that was amazing. It's very interesting. It's a very interesting thing. I, I think medieval England was like a pretty a pretty wild place that I don't know if I would want to uh, travel back and revisit for that reason. Well, there's that and just the smell. Anytime I watch anything medieval, I'm like, they didn't have toilets. They'd throw their shit in the street. I know it. I read books. Well, maybe I saw a TV show, but it's true. <laughs> <gasps> I read books. <laughs> no, I didn't. But yeah, I mean, it's all super interesting. But I just, I love like, I know that I'm gonna touch later on black cats and stuff. It'll come up more down down the road because that story is for another day as well. But like, I love that this is just a little slice, yeah, of a much bigger picture. But like, I don't know. I feel like pandemics and plagues and all that are quite relevant right now. So when I found out the story, very topical. I was just like, I didn't know this. This is really I didn't interesting. Either. That's insane. And so. and I don't even think I knew about the fleas. Yeah. I didn't know about the fleas either. You come to Oddity Files, the podcast, and you learn shit, people. It doesn't happen often. But write this down. It'll happen maybe in two months again, I think. <laughs> but Nick, thank you. It only took it only took a story about ghost sex. And Still my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I had to. It was finally time to like 
Yes. Let's bring it's some It's like, history. okay, y'all got to know me. You, you've accepted me as one of your own. Let's talk about ghosts. <laughs> yep. And now here I am dropping some history. Speaking of that, I've received a couple emails just raving about you, sir. So I'm so excited. Oh. I thought you were going to tell me you received a couple of emails of people trying out ghost sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Please, if you're thinking about emailing us that, no. I don't want to hear about it. Certainly don't want photos. Okay? Just I, putting that out there. Yeah, I'll pass on the photos, but, I mean, please, go in great detail if you'd like, because I feel like, I don't know, what a way to, like, uh, there's, another, there's another reality show right there. Be like, hi, I'm Rick Sanchez, and I'm at this haunted <laughs> hotel where I'm going to strip down naked, lay in this bed, and hope that a haunted ghost, the ghost gets in the bed with me. <laughs> oh, my God, what would we call that one? Uh, Where do we find Rick Sanchez? I don't know. I, I, I stole it from Rick and Morty, to be completely honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like we call it like spiritual penetration or something. Because <laughs> like technically he's like penetrating the facility that's haunted, but also potentially <laughs> being penetrated by a ghost. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yes, send us your stories. And please put in the subject line, Kitsy, don't read this. Send this right to Nick, <laughs> and I will be more than happy to do so. But this story I'm very excited about, and I hope you are as well, Nick, because this is our first listener Bigfoot story. Oh, no way. They knew. Right now? Oh, my God. I'm just saying. So, here it is. Yes. He says, I never thought much about Bigfoot until I became a member of the Oddity Files fan page. And seeing many of the posts about Bigfoot, not to mention hearing the coolest of cool podcast hosts talking about it. That's us, Nick, just in case you're wondering. Um, (laughs) He says, I began my own research. Some of what I found was hokey, and to my surprise, some of it quite compelling. What I remember about Bigfoot research was the In the Search of programs and the one recording where our favorite cryptid walks by. Bigfoot swagger came from that video. So finding good research was refreshing and exciting, but most interesting of all, doing this research sparked a memory from when I was a kid. When I was eight or nine years old, my family took a road trip from our house in Michigan through South Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, and finally down to Colorado. Isn't Montana and Wyoming on the other side of Colorado? I'm having I, a real hard time with this lately. I don't know why. I'm going to cut know, all that out. I don't know states. I went to film school. I just know <laughs> what the inside of a camera looks like. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> my father had a colleague who had recently retired to a house in the Rocky Mountains. While we were there and transfixed by the view, my father asked for a recommendation for a fishing spot. We were told there was a three-tiered lake not far away that had great fishing. So that's where we went. We were really excited because these lakes were on the side of a mountain with a top lake feeding into a middle lake, which fed into a bottom lake. That sounds amazing. And we made a plan to drive over. We'd start at the top lake and work our way down. As we pulled into the parking area, I noticed that there was only one other car. And as we began our hike up the path, we were passed by a couple running. 
actually running down from the lakes. The path had a pretty steep incline. They looked well. They looked scared. The man said, you may not want to go up there. There's a man in an ape suit running around. We're out of here. And off they ran. I mean, do you go straight to apes? I don't know. My dad was never one to spook. And even with a young boy's brain, I wondered why you'd be afraid of a man in an ape suit anyway. (laughs) Same. So we continued our way up to the top of the lake. And my gaze was drawn to the mountain peak across from where we set up. Above the tree line was a, quote, man, unquote, covered in fur, heading down the mountain. I had watched it until I until it got to the tree line and disappeared into the forest. I'm not sure if my dad noticed as he was getting the fishing equipment set up, but never thought much about it, and I was only looking forward to the day of fishing. But as the memory returned to my aging brain and mixed with this new information, like the perfect cocktail, I realize now that I sighted Bigfoot. There could be no other answer. The claim by the couple that warned us they saw a man in an ape suit is nonsensical? Yep. Um, For big words, man, I love it. Not really. Okay. Um, For (laughs) why would a man in an ape suit be doing in such a remote area? Why would he be on a mountain above the tree line miles from any road? Someone who plays such hoaxes needs an audience. Excellent point. And that would be two freaked out hikers, a man and his boy, The quote, man, unquote, was halfway up the peak of this mountain and heading down, oblivious to us. It doesn't seem to make much sense. But what does make sense is our friend Squatchy came out into the daylight. So there you have it. I need to look up his name real quick because it wasn't in that. Oh, so sorry. Please look up his name. Like new best friend. Daniel, that was fucking amazing. What a great. That's. You know, I feel like you have, he, he hit all the points. He hit all yeah. of the points. And then even that little, nice little tongue in cheek about Squatchy at the end, like that's a guy who is on my side uh, when it comes to believing in the foot. And the thing is, that point about, you know, why would you fake it if, you know, if there's no audience and stuff? Like, yeah. This seems like it was a while ago because he's saying like his memory is fuzzy and he was a kid. Yeah. So this was probably beyond like early two. I mean, this was probably nineties. I mean, could be. I don't know. I don't know how old Daniel is, but I don't either. If he's having trouble remembering stuff at like twenty, you might need to get that looked at. But if you, <laughs> <laughs> but if you're around my age, then yeah, like this is nineties. We're talking nineties around that time maybe even 80s and that even more so is like ape suits weren't a dime a dozen you know you're you didn't go to a shop and buy one and then go run around on a mountain peak to be like i hope three people see me yeah exactly no it was first of all i was so excited to finally have a bigfoot listener story and i love the way that in our odd little way we helped jingle this memory out of the memory banks hell yeah that's what it's all about i think it's it is all about like having those m- memories and kind of doing the research and figuring it out. I mean, full circle going back to this damn Bigfoot movie I got sitting next to me. It's all yep. about it's about jogging the memory. I, I, c- I don't have anything to jog, but when I saw on the screen, I was like, oh my god, this is it. This could be. This isn't it, but it could be it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the that's the point. But I I love 
that he made the point of why would someone be running around in a potentially mm-hmm. dangerous territory for nobody, right? Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Maybe now, maybe mm-hmm. now, like back when the clown shit was going on and there were and one person's like, yeah. I'm going to dress up like a clown and walk around with a fake knife at two in the morning because all it takes is one iPhone to put me on TikTok. Like, that's different. Well, they from- did that in neighborhoods too, not in the middle of the damn forest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like kids coming home late from sneaking out and doing like unholy yeah. things or whatever. I don't know. But we want more Bigfoot stories. Oh, bring on the Bigfoot stories. Bring All the them Bigfoot on. stories. Yeah, and you know, whatever you got, anything paranormal, anything creepy, cryptid, otherworldly, we want it. We love to read these things at the end of every show. You can send them to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, we have our rate, review, and, well, I guess not subscribe, our rate and review contest (laughs) going on this month. We, last month, we didn't have any submissions, so... Get on it, people. We've already had one this month, so get at it. You rate and review our podcast wherever you can. You snap a screen grab of it, and you email it to us at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. And then we throw you in a drawing for some stuff and some things. It's stickers. I'm not going to lie. It really is stickers. It's not like you're going to win a house. But... I think it's fun. And it's honestly a great way for us to get exposure, too, because it helps us get us on all the the stuff and the things and the charts. That's the word. I'm yeah. So please, people, join the contest. Yeah, join the contest. Spread the word, because the more memories we can jog, the more paranormal love we can spread to each other. And the more we can teach you about ghost sex. But on that note, <laughs> I want to thank you all for listening because you guys are awesome. I'm just going to pretend like that didn't happen. Um, but yes, you guys retweeting and sharing all our stuff on all the socials is amazing. And I love you. And Nick loves you too, dearly for it. But I promise I won't let him touch you. Not at no. all. It's, okay. it's not me, it's just okay. the ghosts. Show me on the Sasquatch <laughs> where the ghosts touch you. I get my Sasquatch really so far. <laughs> Weird is the new cool. And uh, ghost on, my friends. Yay! Pew! Oddity Files is an independent production. Intro music created by DJ Jimmy. Wah, wah! 2020 artwork created by me, Kitsy Duncan. The opinions expressed in this podcast are ours. And ours alone. Well, maybe yours too. If you like the show and would like to support us, visit oddityfiles.com and click on support or go to patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Every little bit helps with both the podcast and the TV show. You can also support us by watching Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. It's free to Prime members and dirt cheap to those who aren't. You can find us on all the social media sites at oddityfiles.com keep spreading the word by sharing, retweeting, and reposting. Join our Oddity Files Facebook group by searching Oddity Files fan group and click join. We'll approve you as soon as we can. All weirdos are welcome. Not into that social media stuff? Tell your coworkers, family, even the weird guy who just won't stop talking to you in line for coffee. Oh, and grandma, your grandma will love us. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if it weren't for you, 
we have no idea what we would do with our lives. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send it on in at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Also, send in story ideas, silly, weird memes, or just positive vibes to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You can also call in and leave that in a voicemail. Call us at 317-300-6699. To contact us about an appearance, reach out at kitsy at oddityfiles.com. When you have a sec, rate, review, and subscribe. We know it doesn't sound like much, but it really helps us get up there on the podcasting charts. And remember, kids, weird is the new cool. Ghost on. Um, why are you still here? Go on. Get out of here. Turn it off. It's done. Really? I swear, go. Get. Serious, I'm out of here.